Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! This year, our vision is, our theme for this year is Heaven Rules. Amen? So we're going to just uh, dive into scripture where we got this, uh, where we're drawing this theme out for this year. And before we do that, will you just allow me to pray? Amen? Father God, we thank you again for your goodness. We thank you again for your presence in this place. God, we thank you for your word, that your word promises rest and favor. And we thank you for your word that's alive. We pray that even as we open up your word this morning, will you just speak to us, help us to be, have good, let our hearts be good ground this morning to receive your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to read from Daniel chapter 4, verse 19. So turn to your Bibles. Laura is flashing it up on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, it'll be good to turn to that as well. Amen? Give me a shout when you guys are there. Cool. Just a pretext. Uh, it's a very long chapter, so I didn't ask, I'm not asking you guys to read the whole chapter. But if you read from Daniel chapter 1, it's the beginning of Daniel chapter 4, verse 1. It talks about how King Nebuchadnezzar is writing a message to his people, declaring the glories of God about what has happened in his life. So that's the context. Uh, can go back and read in for fuller context of that. But today, for today's message, I want to take from Daniel chapter 4, verse 19. Amen? Then, let's go. Let's read together. Amen? Then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, I pronounced it right, I think, <laughs> was astonished for a time, and his thoughts troubled him. So the king spoke and said, Belshazzar, do not let the dream or interpretation trouble you. Belshazzar answered and said, My Lord, may the dream concern those who hate you and his interpretation concern your enemies. He says, The tree that you saw, which drew and became strong, whose heights, this is a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, the tree that you saw, which grew and became strong, whose height reaches to the heaven and which could be seen by all earth, whose leaves were lovely and its fruit abundant, in which was food for all under which the beasts of the field dealt and whose branches the birds of heaven had their home. It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches to the heaven, and your dominion to the end of the earth. And in so much as the king saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven, saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump and roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let it graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass him over. This is the interpretation, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the King. They shall drive you from men, your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. This is our key words. Maybe you can read it together. And in as much as they gave the command to leave the stem and the roots of the tree, your, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Don't worry, you have to read. It's a long <laughs> It was just so crazy. Break off your sins, sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. And all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. 
At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal place of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is this not the great Babylon that I have built for royal darling by my mighty power and for the honour of my majesty? While the words were still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King, king Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken, The kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall with the beasts of the fields. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of heaven and gives it to whoever he chooses. That every hour he was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hair had grown like eagles' feathers, and his nails like clause. Man, I'll just uh, pause the script reading from them, but if you go on to read Daniel chapter 4, it talks about how seven times has passed, seven years has passed, and how subsequently God restored to him his kingdom and even more. Amen? So we talk about this team, right? We read that verse together. It says that, you know, I'll take away this kingdom. He, um, the God was saying to King Nebuchadnezzar, I'll take this kingdom away from you until you know that heaven rules. And the team for this year is heaven rules. But how many of you would think it's an extremely big team? <laughs> and how does it apply to you even in your life? You know, when I first heard it, I was like, okay kind of got it, but what, how does it apply to me? You know, for those of you who have to go to uni every day, how does this team, how, how can you bring this team into your everyday life? For those who of us have to go to work, how does this team apply to you? And maybe in the midst of your circumstances, how does the team have roles today in your life? And what can we do to bring this to reality? So my topic for today is, is the, sorry, is the heaven of kingdom really ruling in our lives? Don't worry. <laughs> Is heaven really ruling in our lives? Sorry. And I was just praying and I felt the Lord just begin to minister and drop different points in my life, how we can make room, how we can grow ourselves, how we can make things that we can adopt in our lives to make heaven rule. You know, as simple as this, so many, heaven rules can cover so many things. And we, I, I'm sure we'll be covering it in the next, couple, next year or so. But for today, let's think of it as how Jesus prayed. No, let your earth, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Break it down to our lives, God. Let your will be done on heaven as it is in my life. And how many of you know that's a tall order? I, sometimes, if you're honest, there are times when we struggle with it. Uh, to say it honestly that, God, I completely submit to your will. How many of you think, like, okay, not the easiest to pray? How many of you can agree with that? And for that one, just continue to explore this scripture. And first of all, we need to understand this, the nature of God. Now, before we can submit, for heaven to rule, we must submit. But before we can submit, it was very important for us to know the nature of who we are submitting to. Amen? We can learn, I know all of you have, if you come to church across the different weeks, we have talked about the different nature of God. And today, I felt God just wanted to remind us again God loves us, but the main thing he, I want to just encourage us this morning, the very nature of God that He wants us to impress and us to remind ourselves again is He is the God who chases after us. That's so beautiful. He is the God who chases after us. You know, if you read Daniel chapter 4, why was God so can't let go of King Nebuchadnezzar? You know, if you read the chapter alone, Daniel chapter 4, you can look at it and just think, well, it's just God humbling an evil king. You know, he captured 
the Israelites' people. You know, he made them eat uh, his food. He made them work in his country. So you can look at that as a more as a story of just God humbling a very proud king. God destroying the king of the his his people's uh, um, the enemies of his people. And I used to read it that way, and as even as I was reading it more, God began to show me a different character, a very beautiful character of him. The King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a believer. He has seen the miracles of God, but he he's not. He recognizes that God is supreme in some way or another. But why was why was God so persistent on chasing after him? And that reminds me again that God is a God who chases after us. You know, if you read in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 2 talks about how King Nebuchadnezzar was given a dream by God. And God spoke to him. In Daniel chapter 3, it shows about how King Nebuchadnezzar told his, uh, the three friends into the fire and how they came out of the fire untouched. And he saw the miracle of God again. And in Daniel chapter 4, you see how God consistently comes and says, King, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, come on, wake up from your ways. I'm giving you a warning. And to me, it shows about how God loves him as well. God wasn't just preoccupied with showing like, okay, sometimes you can read a scripture and you can think he's just very proud and God just wanted to show him, all, you know, hey, remember that I'm God. But God's not about that. God just wanted to know and just to also remember that God was after his heart. God was after him as well. No, I just want to just remind us again, that's the nature of the God that we serve. You know, God doesn't chase us only at salvation. Sometimes we think, okay, I give my life to Jesus and that's it. You know, God stops chasing after me. But God continues to chase after us even until today. You know, um, even if you read, don't you have to turn to it, you read about the, the story in Genesis. You know, how when Adam and Eve, after they have sinned, God knew they have sinned already, right? But yet God says in his word, Adam, where are you? After Adam had sinned, but God said, God, Adam, where are you? And God continuously chases after us. If you see through the Bible, if you see through history, through the Bible, it talks about the character of God. And God today wants us to remind us today, you know, he is that God who has been chasing after you. He didn't stop at your salvation. He is a God who constantly chases after you. And that, that reminder was so personal to me. You know, last year, around April, my grandmother passed away. And I think for me, it was very painful because she wasn't a believer. And she passed away in April. And then I was going back home in May because after COVID and all that. I haven't been home for two years, two and a half years. And I remember telling Pastor Dave, I think when I go back this year, I don't know how many, how long she has more to live. And I think this is the year that, God, I will share. <laughs> I don't know how to share. I don't know how to speak the language, but God, I will share. And then, of course, when I received the news of her passing, I think it wasn't the passing that, it was the passing that saddened me. But I think the heartbreak for me was, God, did she even know you? You know, it was that heartbreak for me, like, God, I, I could have shared many years ago, but I didn't. And it was that heartbreak, would I see her one day? You know, that, that was that heartbreak for me. And I remember it happened on a Sunday. <laughs> I remember like, oh. <laughs> and I remember I, I was really heartbroken over that, that, God, why didn't I do something more? I had so many years with her. I, could, I just used that excuse like, I will do it one day. How many of you have that excuse? But even as I was like in that pain and I was crying, and um, I remember like God began to speak to me, Kat, don't think it was, Kat, I've been chasing after your grandmother for a long time. It wasn't just on you. I mean, of course we do our part. Please don't use that as an excuse not to evangelize. <laughs> but we do our part. But I, God was beginning to show me like, hey, 
I've been ministering to my people, different ones in dreams and visions. You hear of testimonies of people coming to the Lord, to know the Lord through dreams and visions as well. And today God wants to just, I just want you to know and catch that home, that God is that God who chases after us. You know, for many of you who before you came to know the Lord, that friend who called you, who do you think prompted that friend to call you? You know, uh, for that friend who helped you out and brought you out at that very moment, who do you think that prompted that friend? You know, who was that friend who cried with you? Even if not for the love of Christ, we wouldn't be doing that with our friends, right? If you're honest. Uh, I remember one time um, when in our earlier days, we had a student, she's called me and Pastor Dave, and she's like, Pastor, can you come and help us clean? Uh, no, help me move. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll do it. Was not told the brief, right? <laughs> it was not just helping her move. I went to her house, she's like, Pastor, it's really messy. I don't know. I don't have friends around. Can you help us help me clean the house? I was like, Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it was a very extremely dirty house. <laughs> and obviously she, we did it. Uh, and the whole time we were cleaning, I remember me and Pastor Dave were like, oh, we got degree one, okay, we're not dumbbells. <laughs> and then we walked back, we were like, I said, I, you know what I was thinking when I was cleaning? He's like, the same thing. <laughs> and we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, I was just thinking, I still got a degree one. No, I'm not so stupid. <laughs> but I was just remember, and obviously I didn't get that thanks. We didn't get that thanks back, which is fine. It's not a big deal. But then I remembered that what prompted me to help that person. And that person one day would stand before God and say, didn't I bring my people around you to help you in that time of need? Yeah. And likewise for you as well, different ones of you before you came to know, or even now, how many of you had, every time, had that, every time you were down, God, somehow the word of God will be so right for that moment. How many of you at that moment where you needed a friend, that friend would call you? Just at that moment. And God today wants me to, even as we talk about heaven rules and submitting to Him, even as we declare over our lives that His kingdom come on earth, uh, His will be done on earth as it is in our lives, let's remember first the very nature of God. The nature of God who chases and pursues after us. Amen? Amen. So what's the, when we talk about this, how do we apply this? You know, that's, I talk about the nature of God. And there's so many natures of, there's so many parts of God, not parts, there's so many goodness of God that we cannot explain it. I won't, not, I won't talk about it today. But even as we learn about that, what are the things that we can begin to apply in our lives? What are the things that we can begin to put into our lives? Or maybe if we have been applying, how can we up it up? So that we can begin to openly say, God, let your will be done on, on, in my life as it is in heaven. God, I submit to you. I, say to you. I can truly say to you, heaven rules. And the first thing it is that I wanted to, some of these things are more, maybe we've heard it before, but I want us to begin to apply it. First thing is this, let's continue to go deeper with God. You know, I love how when we read about Daniel, he could go back and interpret the dream just like that. Not like just like that, but after seeking the Lord. But it talks about a deep relationship with God. Yeah. You know, how many of us sometimes, we'll, we even at a decision, we pray very hard, and sometimes we're like, God, I don't hear you. <laughs> but what about Daniel? Yeah. Daniel was the guy who interpreted the dream for the king. Yeah. That talks about that death of his relationship with God. You know, if you read in Daniel chapter 2, King, king Nebuchadnezzar was a very intense king, let's just put it as that, Okay. <laughs> In Daniel chapter 2, if you go back, the king to Nebuchadnezzar was telling his people, I had a dream, but I won't tell you what it is. You tell me what it is and what it means. It's like me going to Rora. Rora, I had a dream last night. What do you think it is? <laughs> Can you imagine putting food? And then at that time, the king in Daniel chapter 2 talks about how 
the king said, if no one can interpret it, I will kill all the wise men and magicians and blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine that kind of pressure Daniel was going to be under, even in Daniel chapter 2? But yet, there was that certain depth of his relationship with God. You know, today, I want to encourage you this year, no, don't let your relationship with God just stay there. Let's go deeper in. Yeah. No, I love what Sun Tao shared this morning. You know, let his presence, let's desire his presence with yeah. a new hunger even more. You know, let's not just come and just think of it as a Sunday. But every Sunday is an opportunity to meet with him, yeah. the Lord of Lords and the Most High. It's an opportunity to meet with the God who chases after us. Yeah. You know, let's, I pray that we will not just let, because for us to let heaven rule, we must allow God to speak to us. It's not, otherwise it will be like a dictatorship. <laughs> that we, it will be impossible to see that come into our lives. But until you have a relationship with God, until you know Him, until you can commune with Him and you know His heart, that's when truly heaven will rule in your life, in the according to the nature of God. As I was preparing this message, I felt God ask me, Kat, was your worship better for me? Was your worship stronger for me last year, last week than this week? I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you worship more this week? Do you worship more last, this week than last week? Quiet. Do you enjoy reading the word more this year than last year? Quiet again. <laughs> Do you pray more last, last week than this week? quiet again. And I was, I'm not here to condemn anyone, but it was just a hard check for me. And every week I pray that we come, it was not just, I mean, of course, don't get me wrong, there's times when we have ups and downs, but I pray that we can look back even in a month's time, we can look back and say, God, truly, I know you a little bit better. Yeah. Truly, I love reading your word a little bit more. Truly, when the chairperson comes up and says, prayer meeting, I won't be like, ah. <laughs> but I'll be like, I love to pray. You know, Pastor Dave was telling me he was back in Malaysia meeting some of our old, fr our old friends. Uh, one of them was had a kid. They have kids now. A lot of our friends have kids. We have a dog. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he's saying that he met one of his friends who was, had a seven to eight year old, I can't remember, eight year old son. And he told me they were so blessed. They were telling him that kid loves Jesus. At eight years old, he's the kid that wants to come to prayer meetings. And it's the eight year old, he's the kid that says, I want to come up to the front and pray, and I love Jesus. Wow. I was like, oh, so blessed to have the parent, to be a parent of such a kid. And I pray that we will capture that, that childlikeness yeah. for love for God again. Yeah. So what is this year that we need? What is it this thing that we need to apply in our lives? Is it just to read His Word a little bit more? I always say, tell people, even if you feel like you don't have, if even if you do, even if you're not done quiet time, even if, in like, uh, even if you've not done it before, you always struggle with it. Even if it's extra five minutes a day, it's still an extra five minutes a day yeah. with God. Even if it's half a verse, half a chapter, not half a verse, lah, half a chapter, <laughs> half a verse is a bit too little, <laughs> half a chapter reading of the Word of God, it's still a half a chapter more of the Word of God that you know and read. So I pray this year, I pray even as we launch into the team, I pray that this year we will desire to go in deeper with God. I pray that even, as, even next week when we come back, our worship will be even better, even more powerful, even more heartfelt towards Him. Amen? Amen. The second thing is this that I want to talk about is, let's begin to learn to be thankful. The thing that I've learned, I was talking to someone yesterday, right? And she told me, Kat, you know, I can relate to King Nebuchadnezzar a lot. I said, I understand. <laughs> She's like, Daniel feels very unattainable. I said, 
I get it. <laughs> uh, but if you read through how King Nebuchadnezzar, pride came into his life, isn't it? He, God already warned him. He's already know that Daniel's king, according to scripture, he knows that God was powerful. God already warned him that, you know, you, you, this will happen to you. And Daniel already had given him a warning. But it talks about how he was so proud of his achievements. And he said, look at the kingdom I built for myself. And then suddenly everything that was dreamt came to pass. And it was pride that brought his downfall, isn't it? And one thing I've realized is that every time we are thankful for something, it helps us, it keeps us humble. Because it reminds us again of how God has brought us through. It was not us that obtained it, but it was God. Can I be honest with you? I can relate to King Nebuchadnezzar because many of us, you work, you would think to God, I put in the hours, God. I'm the one that's working until 12 p.m., 12 a.m. every night. Maybe for those of you who are studying, you feel, God, actually, it's me. I, I know I, I, I have to work, God. Can you, can, I mean, if you have ever thought that way, I'm the one that's studying till the midnight all. I was the one that had to cram for the exam. And many times we can humanly think like that. And I, I can't think, and sometimes when, especially when different ones come and say, hey, you're so good, well done, you got your, uh, the best job, you know, you got the job offer. You know, people at work like you, for example. People at college say, oh, you're so good. Can I be honest, sometimes it's easy to think that it's you. If you're honest with it yourself. I was for a season like that. Um, uh, by God's grace, <laughs> I'm doing okay at my work, um, decently well. Um, and do, I do get favor, I do get praises sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it can get in my head if I'm not careful. Yeah. Sometimes you can, I can think that it's about me. I was the one who had to learn everything again. I was the one who had to adapt to a new place. I was the one who had to start, relearn everything. But again, when you come back to when you become thankful and you come remember what God has done, then you remember it was never about you. It was never me who got my job in the first place. It was God's miracle that got you the job where you are. Yeah. No, I love what Sun Tao shared once at the testament. He said, I went for an interview. I had zero experience working in a hospital. But yet they say I was the best interviewer. And Sun Tao said, it was not me, it was God. And that, what, that helps us to keep us humble from thinking that it was me that achieved it when we have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? So I, that was, and you can compare the difference with Daniel. Daniel was working in the king's court. I'm sure among his peers, he was the one that was doing well because he was selected. He was singled out. But yet he continued remembered that it was God. It was God. It was God. And that being thankful helps us to keep us being, help us to keep us humble before the Lord. The other thing is this, being thankful also helps us to remember that heaven rules, yeah. that indeed God is in control. You know, if you're looking for a job now and you feel like, God, I don't know when that job's going to come, that you look back and you remember it was God who got me the previous job and God will again give me the new job. You know, if you're going through a difficult situation where we remember again how God brought us through different circumstances, that gives us that faith to believe that gives us the strength to believe that God will come true again, that God is always in control. So I pray that this year, even as you look back, even as we get deeper to God, you know, that's why if you read through different scriptures, you know, I'm going to just go through different scriptures. It says in First Thessalonians, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of Christ Jesus in you. The other scripture that we learn is Philippians 4, verse 7, 
don't mind me. I, I'm, <coughs> I'm sorry, that's Philippians 4, verse 6. I gave for rather wrong words. But it talks about how in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, give thanks to God, and the peace of God will surpass your heart and your minds. And every time we see that part, we read the peace of God, and we like that part, <laughs> but we forgot the first part, like how I forgot to give that part. <laughs> Um, but how? God says that even when we come to Him in request, He says, come in thanksgiving. See, when you come to God in thanksgiving, you remember again what He has done, and then that's how God begins. Then you, get, then you remember, God, you've done it for me before. You came through before, and you will come through again. I don't know how, but you will come through again. Amen? And I pray that we will continuously be thankful unto Him. The second, third point is this. Let's prepare this year to be people that are obedient to God. Let's continue to remember to say yes to Him. See, God is always speaking. God is always challenging us. But are we willing to say the yeses? No, in Daniel chapter 4, if you read verse 19, it says that Daniel agonized over once God has revealed the dream's interpretation to Daniel. He says that he was astonished for a time and his thoughts were troubled. So that means he talks about how Daniel received that word from God, that interpretation from God, but he was struggling. Should I tell the king? Can you imagine telling the king what he had told Daniel? Bearing in mind, I told you this king was volatile, to say the least. <laughs> you know, and if you read about how he... You must bow down to me. If not, I'll throw you in the fire. If you don't tell me my dreams, I'll kill all of you. That was the nature of King, his personality, right? Yeah. So can you imagine, Daniel, if you're Daniel, would you dare tell a king that, knowing that if you tell your king, king, if you don't repent, possibly you'll be like a wild animal, blah, blah, blah. Your kingdom will be taken away from you. Probably your life is at, probably at stake, so to say. How you, it's like, you know, how would you do that? Will you dare do that? It's if me going to up to your bosses and saying, boss, whatever it is, what you did was wrong. <laughs> How many of you would dare do that? Nobody in your eyes wouldn't dare do that. <laughs> uh, you might go around HR or whatever, but you won't dare do it directly. And this was the king. This was the guy who had the final authority. But yet Daniel was bold enough. Daniel was obedient to God enough to say it. So many times we want to hear the word of God. We receive the word of God. Are we saying yes? Are we responding to the word of God? And Daniel did. Daniel did. And we want to learn from that. And because I think it wasn't the first time Daniel said yes to God. It was always been a series of yes. If you study the earlier chapters as I talk about. And many of times, many of us want to say yes to the big things of God. But we haven't even said yes to the small things of God. How do you say yes to giving, let's say... 20,000 if we can't even give 2,000. And many of times we pray, God, if you bless me, I will, I will give. But we can't even give that 2,000. How to give 20,000? And it's because of the yeses, the little yeses that we've been training in our lives that enables us, that helps us to know that we can always say yes to God. And sometimes God demands a bit more, not in a bad way, but He wants to continuously to refine us, to be more like Him. You know, we want to be more like him so we can reach the, the world around us. No, I just want to, I, even when I was reading through this chapter, I was, I was reminded again this story in 2 Kings, verse 7. talks about the Elisha and the widow. 
So let's read it. It says that, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant is, my husband is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Then Elisha says to you, What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbours. Empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour it the vessels. And she went out and shut the door behind and the sons who brought the vessels to him and she poured it out. And now it came to her. And when the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And she said, This is not another one. And, the <clears throat> and so the all, and there's not another vessel, so the all ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and she said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons live on the rest. No, God just requires that little yes from us, and He wants to do the rest. No, I remember this time, and every time I go back for conference, I hear stories from our coordinators who just say yes to God. You know, I remember hearing from Pastor Lazarus last year. He says God given him a dream that he to a vision that we want to plant in every nation in Africa. Wow. How many nations are there again? Pastor Diki said. Fifty-five. Yes. That was his dream. So he started with ex Pretoria, when in South Africa where he was studying his PhD before. He said, God, I'll do something. That's my dream that you have given me, so I'll say yes to it. Where, where was I based? I was based in South Africa. And he remember he shared, right? He said, there are times, and there's during the pandemic, but he still went ahead anyway. And he said, during the pandemic, he said, sometimes when I go online, it's just me and my wife waiting. <laughs> It wasn't just one week, but it was a few weeks. Sometimes I go online, we don't know who's going to come. But yet, he said, but if God said yes, I will do it anyway. So what God is asking you today, sometimes it comes with a price. Sometimes it's going to be painful. But only remember that this is the God who has something better in store for you. God will begin to expand you, but it starts with saying that little yes. What's the next yes that God is asking you to do? I was talking to someone last week and they were asking... Yeah, you go to Bristol every week, right? Aren't you tired? Because seriously, I am sometimes physically exhausted. Because I don't have a weekend, so to say. Because uh, I come back on Monday, I go on Saturday, we go at 10 o'clock in the morning, we reach home by 10 p.m. at night. And then the next day is church again, until 3-something, 4 after lunch. And if, can I be honest with you, there are times where it's physically exhausting. Because <laughs> um, I'm up again on Monday to do work, yeah. etc., I can't be honest, sometimes it's so exhausting. And for a season of time, I was dragging my feet. I'll get scolded by Pastor. He'd be like, why your face like that? <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'll be dragging my feet. And then God began to ask me, is that the right attitude? Why? No, that's not. I said, but God, I'm already giving up so much. You know, I'm very tired. La, 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 la. Will not bore you with that. My rent to God. <laughs> but God said, hmm, okay. But is that, is that enough? Is that good enough? For me, is that good enough for you? I'm like, okay, point noted. <laughs> uh, and that was my next yes. God said, go with a cheerful attitude. As physically tiring it is for you, go with a physical attitude. Go with a cheerful attitude. Yeah. When you see people smile and love them, was it tiring? Did it take a lot out of me? Yes. I'll be honest, it is very, very physically tiring. But I learned to say that there's, there's so much joy with saying yes to God. And like Daniel, I pray that this year we will learn to say the yes to God. To enable God's will. God's not going to force you to do His will. 
But God wants to work with you. But it starts with us saying yes to God. What's the next yes that God is asking you to say to? What's that God, yes that God has been asking you to say to? I pray that God, you will say yes. Even if you struggle to say yes, and they're honest, there are times when we will struggle because we're only human, then struggle it with God. Don't just, sometimes as human, God, I can't, uh, God, I can't do it, and we just dismiss it altogether. But then I can encourage you, even in that yes of saying yes, struggle with God, wrestle with God. God, I don't have the strength to do it, but I want to do it. At least you can be honest with God that way. Or you can say, God, I don't want to do it. But at least you're acknowledging God. <laughs> Sometimes we just dismiss what God is saying because you can't do it. I don't want to deal with it. And that's how we continue to cut off our lives. But come on, can I encourage you this year, church? What's the next yes? What's the next yes? What's your next yes to God? What, what's that price that you might have to pay? That might be a price to pay. But what's that next yes? Amen. Amen. Next last point is this. We just need more. I pray that we will ask for more of the Holy Spirit. I love it when I read Daniel chapter 4, how he can just interpret a dream like that. <laughs> it really amazed me. And we learn for those of us who are at homes on uh, Wednesday. If you've not been before, come for prayer service for homes um, style. <laughs> uh, but it talks about how we learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of it was interpretation of dreams, right? Well, one of it's our interpretation of tongues. But here it talks about how God gave Daniel that, that ability to interpret dreams. And that's the, I pray that we will have more of the Holy Spirit within us so we can activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You see, heaven rules is not just for ourselves. It's heaven rules so that we can be more like God, His will be done so that we can also reach out to the world around us, to our friends around us. And a lot of things we talk about, it's very hard to do on our own strength. To say yes, so to have to pay that price, to be humble, to go deeper in. Sometimes we don't want to. That's that, just being honest. But that's where we ask the Holy Spirit to come. That's where we have the Holy Spirit. God, the, God, God in His Scripture promises us the Holy Spirit. God in His Scripture says the Holy Spirit is the one that will guide you into all truth. He's the one that will counsel you. He's the one that will give you strength to do it. He's the one that says that even when you don't know what to pray, even as you pray in the Spirit, He will help you pray. And that is the Holy Spirit. And I pray that we will learn to live a life that's more of the Holy Spirit. No, I, 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 we learned this. I, I love how Nicky Gumbel was sharing in Alpha. We was learning Alpha. He said he just says one simple prayer. He says, come Holy Spirit. There's just three words, come Holy Spirit. And so pray. I pray that this year, even as we launch into this team, even as we want more of God, even as we want more of His reign, we'll say, Holy Spirit, come more of you in my life, less of me. And I pray that you will help the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to enable you to live for Him. Amen? Amen. Cool. Can I get this, the worship team up even as we continue to close in prayer? I want to pray for different ones here today. You know, as I was praying, I think God once just wanted to minister to different ones here. I think you've forgotten what is it like. You've forgotten that God actually loves you. Or you find it very hard to believe that 
So even when we share about the God who chases after us, it was just almost that revelation. Oh, you've been searching. And now you recognize that, oh God, you've been chasing after me all this while. And I pray for you that you will begin to find that fresh revelation of who God is in your life. You know, at the end of Daniel chapter 4, it talks about how God restored the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar. It talks about how his kingdom was even more powerful than ever before. And God is that kind of God. God is a merciful God. And I pray that different ones of you here, if that's you, why don't you ask God, God, help me to know again your love for me. If you're struggling sometimes, to, sometimes you forget that that was the truth. God wants to remind you today, I love you. I've always been chasing after you. Amen. The second group of people I want to pray for is, you know that God's been challenging you to do something, or God's been, you've been knowing that there's a yes that you need to say to God. But maybe it's come at a very heavy, it's coming at a price that, God, you don't know whether you can pay. Or, that, or maybe today you want to make that commitment to Him. God, I will say yes. Even if I don't know whether I can say yes, I will struggle with you. I will bring my struggles to you and wrestle with you in the saying of yes. That's the least that you can do with him, to God. So that's you today. Why don't you lift up your hands, especially for the... And I will just allow, and even where you are, make that commitment to Him. Just say that, God, I want to say yes to you. Or maybe there are different points that we talk about. God, I want to go in deeper with you this year. God, help me to be more humble. Help me to be more thankful. God, or we say, God, I've been relying on my own strength this year. I want more of you, Holy Spirit. And that's you. Why don't you lift up your hands this morning to Him, not to me, to Him, the Lord of Lords, the God who loves, the God who chases, the God who pursues. Amen. Holy Spirit, we say today, more of you. God, we just say we open up our hearts and with our hands surrendered and lifted up this morning. God, we say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and take over. We say more of you so there's less of us. More of you today, God, in our lives so that indeed we can truly say heaven rules in our lives. So indeed today that we can indeed see your promises come to yes and amen in our lives. So indeed today that we will see more of your promises of healing so that you can, we can even see promises of your salvation in our lives. So God, we say, God, today, even here, we did not come here to, for entertainment. We didn't come here for our friends, for our fellowship. We come for you, God. Help us to be more hungry for you today. God, we desire to go in deeper. God, where we struggle, where we need to be. Help us to love you more. Help us to be more surrendered towards you. God, we say, Holy Spirit, we want more of you. We help us to say yes to you when it's tough even to say that yes. Even might it have cost us something. God, help us to be willing to say that yes. And we say more of you, God. More of you in our lives so that the world around us can truly see how great you are. So the world around us can truly come and declare together how great you are and how indeed that you rule, God. So God, today, I pray for everyone here. I pray a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit to fall upon everyone in this place. We pray for more of you. God, we pray that you will help us to live a life that pleases you. Where we are weak, your word says that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. 
we're weak, I pray, Holy Spirit, you will come and give us that extra lift, that extra boost to live for you. God, we desire for more of you. We desire to live for you. We desire for just you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.